0: and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And I am just delighted to have our guest with us today, and you're going to be too. I've been friends with her on Facebook for a while, and she's kind enough to post nice comments on the things that I do, but this is the first time I've seen her face-to-face on Zoom, so I want to say welcome to Carrie Gooch. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Carrie is uh, just a little ways away from us. She's in Waipawa, which is in the central Hawks Bay of New Zealand. And when I'm recording this, it's the middle of the afternoon on Friday, and it's already the middle of the morning on Saturday uh, for her. So I guess I could ask her how my day went yesterday, but <laughs> but I'm gonna uh, I won't get there for a while. But uh, Carrie, thank you so much for being here. And how are things in New Zealand today?
1: Well, we've woken up to a sunny day, which is really nice because we have had a lot of rain this week. So good to have the rain. The farmers need it.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, I want to jump right in. Uh, Carrie, I, I want to ask you to start out as I do with all of our guests. How has your growing understanding of God's unconditional love for everyone and grace for everyone, how's that affected you, as we say, where the rubber hits the road and your relationships with people at school, at work, your family and friends? What kind of difference has it made?
1: Well, I'm 59 and my job is a cleaner, Power Primary School. So it's a very physical job, and I do the whole job myself, along with my daughter comes for an hour after school and does some vacuuming. So physically, my relationship with God is amazing because we are energy. And so all the time, we don't need to be thinking, oh, I don't have enough time for this. I don't have enough time for that. Do I feel like doing that? Or um, We always, we are never lacking. All of the time, we are never lacking. And um, so for my job, I really, the other aspect to it is that I do teach trading as well, which I thoroughly enjoy. And just thinking, how can I explain this in a way that makes sense? We get to work with people on a completely different level. We're seeing them through the eyes of love. They are love, we are love, and Then all the other things that go on around us, we we can kind of sideline those things and start to relate to them on a deeper level.
0: So you see people through the eyes of love, you relate to them through love, and uh, it's changed how you see people, right?
1: Yes. I see my school and my job as my church. I literally do. When I stand back and take a look, say – You have a teacher who's decided they're going to do a particular project and they come into the staff room and they'll say to another staff member, I'm going to do such and such. And then you see the creativity of God occur. The other teacher will say, oh, I did that. This is what I did with my children. And and then they start to relate and they swap ideas and somebody else will come in and they'll say, oh, yeah, we'll do that. And I just see that the expansion of the kingdom. It's practical It's everyday stuff and you see it work over and over.
0: Do people ask you sometimes what's different about you or where do you get your joy and your understanding from?
1: No, not really, to be honest, not really. I do what I do. I get lovely compliments. They say lovely things to me, but I don't always get to share what I believe Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that, because we're at living examples. We're living stones. Yeah. And uh, the people do. Occasionally, people ask, and I get to talk with the odd person, but I'm not sharing the gospel from a church point of view, I guess.
0: Right. You told me earlier that you started on what you call your awakening in 1997. You'd had uh, a lot of church involvement before that, and then not so much after that. Tell us a little bit about what all you did and how things changed after you had your awakening.
1: Well, I left church in October of 1996, and after that, oh my goodness, I mean, I was told that we were going into the devil's camp, and I got kicked out of Bible in school, of doing Bible in school, because I wasn't going to a church. And it was amazing because the teacher of the class that I was teaching actually said, no, you come into the school under the authority of the school. So she overrode that. And instead of coming in under the banner of Bible and school, I came in under the school's authority, which was really lovely because it was after my awakening and I was very alive. And, and I loved sharing from a completely different way. It was very simple. But what happened after, after leave church was all I did was I held on to two scriptures. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And if you seek the Lord with all your heart, he will be found by you. I did make one particular stipulation, and that was if he woke me up during the night, I would get up and listen. I don't think I worshipped or I did read my Bible, I didn't do any method. And then he spoke to me very clearly about what Jesus had done at the cross. He took me through a conversation that was on the Monday and on the Wednesday night I went to bed and woke up at about 1.30 and I sat on the couch and everything he had said to me went from my head down into my heart and the next morning when my children got out of bed my daughter said that I was like Barney the dinosaur I was just happy and alive prior to that I had been in fact I was on antidepressants I was very depressed and what God showed me then about what the message of the cross the fullness of it you know we are in Christ Jesus Did it all. The the words, it is finished, the title of Robin Smith's book is just perfect. And I've read some of her work and it's just fantastic. It is finished. We are the likeness of God. As he is in heaven, so are we on this earth. The same power that raised Christ from the grave is our power. We are that power. Quantum physics now shows that we are that power. We
0: are indeed. Yeah, no, that we are indeed. We're going to touch on two or three uh these different things. What precipitated your uh, leaving church? You told me you'd been very active, but you actually left before you had your awakening. So what was the cause of that?
1: Oh, there were things that I saw when I started going to church. I went to a church that was, I suppose, charismatic and Pentecostal. But we're going back to 1982, and I came from drug addiction and very broken. And when I came into church, I just wanted to please. I wanted a family. I wanted to be part of something, and I did used to think because I did all the things like going up the front and raising my hand and accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior and getting baptized and told that I was filled with the Holy Spirit. But I was a mess. I was more of a mess after going to church than what I was before. But oh. I trundled through the years and did all of the things that you know I did Bible in school, taught youth group, with pastored for a time just prior to leaving church, all of the th- song leading, all of the things that you do in church. <laughs> and so prior to leaving church, we saw some pretty terrible things happen. And those things went on. Half the church left, half stayed. And then the pastor went on to do some pretty, fraudulent things, which really showed what went wrong.
0: When you say you were a mess while you were in church and uh, doing all of those different things, what does that mean to you, you were a mess?
1: When I look nowadays, I knew about God, but I didn't know Christ was in me. And so I just lived doing all the things that everybody else did you know the latest phase? Or goodness me, going through you know, I never felt good about myself. Mm. The here, I was always going mm. for counselling and that sort of thing. Um, you know, with the pastor and
0: I don't want to put words in your mouth, Kerry, but it, it sounds like, and I certainly had this happen to me, and have heard it from other people. You were doing all the things religion, the church told you to do, but it wasn't working. No. Yeah.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I tried my best, but I was still stuck in the same roundabout of yeah. problems that I had prior to that.
0: And so then one day you had your awakening and God just started speaking to you, right?
1: Yes. Yes. And you know, as we now know, we've always been in Christ. When you have your awakening and you wake up to the fact that you this really is in Christ. And it never changes. It doesn't change. We always are. That is the pivotal point of life. I wake up in the morning. I mean, everybody wakes up each day. We don't feel like Christ when you immediately wake up. But my first things, I'm a morning person for a start. I love the morning. And I don't, that was an interesting thing. After I had my awakening, I used to wake up at 3.30 every morning and I learned to do charcoal portraits, poetry. I started writing. I keep journals. And in my journals, I only write all the positive things. I find lovely quotes and scriptures. It might be just a neat thing that somebody did for me. So any page of my journals, I can open up and i know this because i've gone over them this week thinking that i might glean something for today any page you open up is the same thing i am the righteousness of god in christ now
0: that is just wonderful and you so you've you started journaling and you've continued to do that right yes
1: i enjoy that because gratefulness is key i do believe that we never ever have anything that we cannot be grateful for, no matter what our circumstances. From the time we wake up in the morning, if we wake up in the morning and we can get up and go to the toilet, we are better off than the person who wakes up in the morning and has to wait for a caregiver to come and toilet them. If we open our eyes and we can see, we have something to be grateful for. When we hang our washing on the line and we're hanging up a towel, and we know that we have a clean towel hanging on the rack inside and a few in the cupboard, we're abundant. We are rich. We never are without something. To be. To me, Christy, my life in Christ is practical. It's hmm. as practical as breathing. In fact, it is breathing.
0: Wow, that's a great phrase. Yeah, your life in Christ is practical. I want everybody to know that, uh, of course, Carrie, and, As we both know, everybody doesn't know that yet, but I think one day they will. So other than looking like Barney the dinosaur, have your children seen a a change in your life since your awakening? Have they commented on that?
1: Well, they've seen a lot. I had to come out of functioning alcohol addiction debt. Debt for a start, that was one of the first things that changed. After about two years, I was $3,000 in debt. And by the time I'd paid $5 on each debt, I had $6 left. And so I remember just looking out, I lived out at the beach and looking up at the hills and thinking there's a scripture that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I thought I'm going to take him at his word on this one. And so I decided to sponsor a child through World Vision. That was $9 out of my $36 that was left for groceries. Well, from there on, My whole fear of poverty just left and I have had such provision since and I've been able to give, give huge amounts of money and I've never gone without. You couldn't calculate how this has happened and that's the goodness of God. Recently, the other aspect I want to touch on because this is very important important to me, and I hope you don't mind, on healing. Are you okay with that? Sure. Okay, because I don't use doctors, I don't use medication, and I don't use dentists. I just totally rely on my spiritual identity and the healing power within me for healing. So recently, I was at work, and it was right in the middle of the school holidays, in the middle of the school holiday clean, and I was... It's my own fault. I was spraying forward, spraying disinfectant onto a floor because I thought, well, I'll do that before I go to another room and just let some of the bit soften a wee bit. And I slipped. I don't know how I slipped, but my left leg went straight underneath me, forward, and I fell over top. And immediately I knew I had done something absolutely terrible. The um, nausea and faintness just hit me. And what I'd done was ripped all of my hamstring and immediately I knew I had a choice. I'm right in the middle of the school holiday clean and this is normal. This is my natural reaction. I immediately thought, right, he keeps my foot from slipping. My choice was always going to be spiritual healing. My phone was in my hand. I could have rung an ambulance, but I know the process. If I'd rung an ambulance... I would have had to go to the doctors. The doctor would have given me a medical certificate. I would have been given drugs and I would have been given physio. There would have been a process. And you know what? I appreciate that. I appreciate that that's an amazing way to do it. But for me, I have done it for so long this way that there wasn't any other way to do it. And so I just, I knew I had to rise, first of all, And I did, and that was very hard. It took a good half hour to go through the whole process, just praying, just standing, just seeing if I would be able to walk. And so I'll leave that now and just go into the next week. I did manage to get home. During that, I had people praying for me. I had a young man in Nigeria. I had Robin Smith. I had Steve Farah and friends of mine in Masterton in New Zealand. And I managed to complete the whole of the school clean, including using a rug doctor and cleaning all the carpets. Everything was all set to go for the Monday of the following week. This healing, I think, is probably the one that's taken the longest. It didn't immediately heal. Like when I've had other things, I've healed immediately or within two days. This one took a bit longer. But in the doing so, teachers did get to see at school. And I did say, well, I won't be using medication. I won't be using a doctor. And it's healed up. It's just, I've just gone on with life and it's healed up. And there was one time, though, about three days in, and I rung my friends in Marston and said, I'm in agony. This is so sore. And they said, we'll stand with you in prayer and as soon as they said, stand, I thought, stand, stand. And I marched around my kitchen, holding onto my bench, because I've got an island, and they prayed with me. And it was absolutely wonderful. And that was four days in. And to me, that is my natural response to, I always choose what Jesus did at the cross. He did take all of that. It's his practical as that. It's this everyday. He took And brought us that healing. Now, just an aside on that, my daughter, she's only coming up 17. If she needs medical attention or prescriptions, I pay for them happily. This is my walk. It's not hers. So I have no expectation of other people to walk where I'm walking. To me, that's grace.
0: Yeah, it is. My gosh. Oh, what, what a great example. And, uh, you know, I think if it's all right with you, we'll talk some more about that on the next episode. That has a lot to do with quantum and what our friends uh, Steve McVeigh and Mike Popovich and Robin Smith uh, talk about and visualizing. And I, I know from reading your things, you've had other medical healings and things like that. So how about if we talk about those next time?
1: That would be fantastic. I'd love great. that.
0: As we get ready to close up now, Carrie... I met you on Facebook. That's how I know you. How can people connect with you? How can they get to know you?
1: I do have an email address, but they can, if they would like that, they can actually contact me on Facebook. It's my name's Kerry Gooch, G O O C H. I'm not on Twitter or Snapchat or any of those other things.
0: I encourage people, uh, many of you listening, I know, have already been blessed by uh, hearing uh, Kerry, but if you'd like to, talk with her more and hear more about her story and uh, get to know her, do check her out on Facebook, especially those of you who are listening in New Zealand. I don't know how active the communities are in New Zealand who know some of the things, quantum spirituality and stuff that we've been talking about, but I would doubt that there is one on every corner. So, Gary, thank you again for being with us, and thanks to everybody for being with us for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray.